0: Greetings in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. I am very grateful this morning to be here, be a part of your lives today. Thank you for the things that have been shared here already. I guess I think we had our morning message That message on being a dustpan certainly was very fitting for our occasion here today. So I thank God for that. Also, uh, thank you, Brother Warren, for devotional inspiration. It really was an inspiration. Um, Something stood out to me, and I was pondering it, and after I had a little more time to think about it, I decided I'll be brave enough to comment on it. You made the comment, or you, yeah, you shared the thought about uh, they came with their 600 laws, and Jesus boiled it down to two, and basically told them if you aren't doing these two, you aren't doing any of the rest. And it reminded me of a of a saying that uh, is 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 quite common in. In uh, organizational training, training leadership for whether it's business or organizational operations, there's a saying that well, they tell you they tell you to boil down your core values to just a couple of uh, small statements. And you start off with just brainstorming and you'd have a board and you just put up all the ideas of why your business exists and why you're in operation or why your ministry exists and why it's in operation. And you have a whole board full and then you work at boiling that thing down and you get it down to where you have the core. And that's what I saw in this, uh, especially in, as, as you made that comment. You know, and then and then in that organizational matter, uh, or organization leaders are instructed that all of their people, all of their employees need to be able to state those few sentences that you boil it down to. They need to be able to state it at any given moment. It needs to be a part of their heart and their lives. I thought to myself, what if, what if every morning when we got up, the first thing that came to our minds is that today I'm going to love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. I'm going to love my neighbor like Jesus loved me. Notice I changed that a little bit. I think that is the new commandment that Jesus talked about later in his ministry. To love your neighbor As I have loved you, and what if those two things were just a passion in all of our hearts, and they they were so much in our minds that we we thought about them every day. They they we thought about them multiple times a day. Wouldn't that be amazing? You know that doesn't mean that we wouldn't have, you know, more uh, things that actually flesh out how we're going to do all of this. Doesn't mean we wouldn't do that, but it does mean that our hearts are solidly settled on those that, those core points. Anyhow, I. Uh, I was inspired with that. I'm thankful today, thankful today that God is with us um, as we have before us the responsibility of, or the, I don't know if we call it a responsibility or what we call it, but to determine at the end of this service, to determine who the Lord is calling to the office of a deacon. I um, I don't know how those two brothers are feeling and what uh, how the uh, uh, the last couple of days have been for them, but I guess I guess there's probably quite a bit of mixed emotions, and I guess I'm probably right next in the line of having mixed emotions. <laughs> I'm the kind of person who, the less drama, the less publicity, the less uh, affair, the better. Let's get through it with the least amount of commotion possible. Uh, So, uh, I'm just kind of being kind of frank and honest so that I can go on with my message and kind of have this behind me. (laughs) Sometimes it's good to just do that. Um, <clears throat> but I, I say I know God is with us, and uh, sometimes these uh, hard exercises are are okay for us. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's take a moment, maybe maybe even stand with me if you can, and we'll take a moment and pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you again this morning. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for bringing us to this day for your love and care in our lives, for blessing us to the point that we can come to a time of calling additional an additional brother to a place of responsibility among us. Thank you for that. Thank you for the uh, maturity and peace in the congregation that enables these kind of uh, things to progress and, and uh, go forward. Thank you, Lord. Ask a blessing on each one here today and uh, a special blessing of peace on Brother Michael and his family, and Brother Bobby and his family, and uh, pray that uh, you would truly make your will known to us, and uh, that uh, we would uh, rest in that and rejoice in that. So, Father, again, thank you. Thank you that we have freedom to gather this way and preach and teach the things of Christ. And thank you for what has been taught and shared here already. May may, uh, we gain ground. May it be a stepping stone in our lives again. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. All right. So for this morning, well, maybe I'll just say this. Um, So I'm going to share... a. a message here. I don't expect it to be a real lengthy message. And at the end of that, of the message, we're going to go right into uh, casting the lot to determine which brother is chosen here today. So um, I've simply titled the message Continuing with God. Um, I've several points that uh, I think relate to us some as we are sitting here today uh, with what is before us. Um, So I'd like to begin uh, in Philippians chapter 1 and I'd like to read verses 1 to 11 in that uh, Text, Philippians 1, 1 1-11. Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel Ye all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. <clears throat> so, continuing with God. So, the first uh, point I'd like to simply draw from this scripture is that God is at work among us. Um, the, uh, Paul here, in writing to the believers, the church at Philippi, and it is actually, the book is uh, specifically addressed to the saints, uh, the church, at Philippi, um, and while we, uh, when we read the scriptures, we are continually uh, recognizing that there's things that are said that re- relate to me as a person, and my walk with God, and my journey, and, and are personal in that way, and then there are those scriptures that uh, speak to corporate life. Uh, church body life. And uh, and many scriptures do both. And uh, this one here, uh, this one does both, obviously. But uh, it is addressed to the church. And he says that uh, in verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And You know, we can take that verse and it applies personally. We can have the confidence that God is at work in our lives and will continue that work if we are a believer in Jesus and we have uh, cast our lot with Him, that God is for us. He is interested in seeing us finish well. But he's also, uh, and and saying that as a person, personally. But he's God is also interested in the church. It is His church. Um, maybe sometimes it it gets it, it it might get a bit confusing when we uh, we say it's His church, and then we hear of and see and are well aware of professing churches that are anything but godly and anything but holy. And we might be tempted to get confused and and wonder, what well, does the Lord actually... Is the Lord actually involved in His church? Does He actually build His church? Or is it just people doing their thing? Uh, are we sure He's in our church? You know, you, you just... You see so much... Uh, yeah, it can raise questions. Well, we have the confidence that... Uh, he is, in fact, building his church, and uh, our goal is to uh, continue to remain surrendered to him and to walk with him, because he is he is building his church. Um, maybe just another scripture that uh, relates to that subject uh, in Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen and twenty. Familiar verses: Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And that's uh, that's one of the promises that we have, that Jesus will be with His church. Um, where where the line of uh, obedience versus o- disobedience comes and he steps outside, well, Revelation speaks of those things. Um, and where organizations just become just that, just organizations that are running, but God and Christ are not present in their midst, I've... it is that way. Revelations depicts it that way. Uh You look out there and see some of what is going on in the professed name of Jesus. And we know Christ is not in the midst of it. Our challenge is to remain in a place of obedience. Obedience to His call in our lives. uh, Obedience to uh, holiness of life. Obedience to uh, His Lordship. And uh, He promises to be with us. And in this particular verse, you know, speaking of reaching out as we, as we uh, pursue those in our sphere of influence, as we pursue uh, sharing and teaching and, and the things of Christ, he, he says he'll be with us. We have that familiar verse in Matthew 16, verse 18. It says, and and this is Jesus speaking to Peter, where uh, Jesus says, And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And we know, if you're familiar with the context, uh, Jesus had asked the disciples, Whom do men say that I am? And they said, well, some people say you're a, you know, you're a, Prophet, you are a number of things there and not remembering them all. And then Jesus says, and who do you say I am? And then Peter gives that confession. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, Peter, upon this rock. And I take that rock to be the confession that he is the Christ. It is on that confession that the church is built. And so Jesus is building his church today. Uh, He's building this church. And thank God for the testimony he's building churches in Tanzania. Uh, He's building churches in many places. And while we rejoice that he is here and he is building this church, we are grateful that he's also building other churches that we have nothing to do with. No uh, vested interest. Uh, I don't even want to come close to... To uh, trying to claim that we, he is building our church. That we are his church. There are believers who are following Jesus in many places. And I thank God for that. And he will build his church there as well. So, continuing with God. God is at work among us. And I'm thankful for that. Moving us on. uh, Developing maturity in our lives and growth in our uh, personal lives. Thank God for that. <clears throat> so that's uh, that's kind of the 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 foundation upon which we come to a day like today, where we call uh, another brother to a place of responsibility. Second point, I'd like to just give a little bit of thought to is to those who are not called. So today, a brother will be called to an office. Another brother will not be called to an office. And there are possibly other brothers who, out of a sincere desire to be useful to the Lord, wondered if, perchance, God is calling them to this responsibility. Those possibilities exist. You know, there's a... There's a scripture that I personally... Maybe it's one of the harder ones to understand. It's First Timothy 3, one. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desire the good work. I admit... That, that scripture has, puzzles me at times. Uh, but let me say this. To desire to be useful to the Lord and his kingdom is a right and godly desire. We should all have that desire. We should all be living life with that desire to be useful in that way. And if that is, if that statement is said about a bishop there and that he desires a good work, I would suppose it would be fair to say that it could be said of a deacon as well, desiring to be a servant to the church, um, that it's a, a good work and one to be, that could be desired. But you know there's also that place of uh, in that desire that there can be the temptation to wonder is there something wrong with me that I wasn't chosen just yeah just we're just talking about reality here this morning that temptation can be there it can be there for multiple of you, here's a verse in in Acts, and the context is different, but I'd like us to think about it than in this context. In Acts chapter one, verse six and seven, when therefore, when they, and this is just before Jesus ascends and He is with the, the disciples, when they therefore were come together. They ask of him saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? So they had a specific question for him. They had a specific expectation. And this is what he said. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father hath put in his own power. So I'd like to encourage us with that verse today. If you're here and if if you're tempted to uh, to uh, wonder for any reason, the times and the seasons are in God's hands. He knows what He's doing. He 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 has His ways of working among His people, and yeah, when we don't understand, we can we can uh, rest assured that He. He does. He does understand. I don't have this in my notes, but it came to mind, and it came to mind earlier also. You know, perhaps there could be this temptation that, uh, you know, first off, maybe the person you voted for was not even one of those given. Or maybe the person you voted for doesn't end up being the one that is ordained. You might be tempted with the question, okay, didn't I discern God's will properly? Is there something wrong with me that I didn't hear? The the one that God is choosing. And again, I'd like to... You know, I don't have any of this in my notes, but I'm just going to go off the top of my head a little bit here. You know, God, God moves in mysterious ways His wonders to perform. Just, just because uh, you didn't discern the person who's actually ordained really has... I do, it really has nothing to do with your spirituality or lack of spirituality. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into what, you know, we, we can't separate ourselves from ourselves and our experiences from um, our the impressions that we will have. You know you 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 know someone you know a certain individual well you have a good relationship with them you know their gifts and to you they are a viable candidate and you know what they are they are there are other brothers in this room whose names were not called out on Tuesday night who would well qualify for the task, so I want to encourage you with that, just in case you're tempted and wonder about about that. Um, there are, and thank God for that. There are multiple brethren in this room who could very well fill that place, um, but the times and the seasons are in God's hands. I I just, so, it just so happens, do do things just happen? (laughs) Maybe sometimes. But this past week, I listened to a message by an elderly Mennonite minister. I'll say his name, Dale Schnupp. Some of us know him, some of us don't, probably. He's, I think, in his 80s now. A person that, those of you who know him, respect him well he made a statement in 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 the message he was giving that he went through the lot 5 times until he was ordained so the times and seasons are in God's hands right why i don't know <laughs> but just for just for context you know think about that a man used of God. I, I really, I mean, he has. He has been uh, been a man used of God. But it went five times. To... So, to those who are not called. Um, you know, if you're not called specifically to the office of a deacon, you know, you are still called. And the, the scripture speaks of, uh, uses that word numerous times. Uh, I just pulled out one verse. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. You are called to something. The word is, uh, this verse uses the word vocation. You, you have a life to live. You have a God to glorify. You have, uh, there are people following you. Uh, even if you never have a, an official office, you are called. And you have opportunity. And I want to encourage you with that. <clears throat> To the brotherhood, God is blessing you today with the gift of another deacon, a servant who will serve you, one who will fill in the gaps and tie up the loose ends. We know what that means. One who will notice the things that some of us don't notice. And take care of them when nobody told him to do it. God's going to bless you today with a servant. You know, in the early church... In their early experience, there were problems that came up. The church was growing fast, and it was a new thing. They still had to figure out how to do it, and while it doesn't exactly, it doesn't specifically use the word deacon there. In is it Acts chapter six or seven? I didn't even uh, reference that scripture, but uh, they they had a problem. There was uh, dissatisfied people because there was neglect happening and, and uh, the daily alms weren't being distributed carefully or, or accurately, you might say, and those kind of things. And so they appointed and ordained seven men to take care of that problem, to fill in that gap, to tie up those loose ends where where things weren't being uh, attended to sufficiently. And so today, the Lord will provide a servant to assist with the financial slash alms of the church. And not only that, but perhaps one who will uh, assist in the financial needs that come up among us and the opportunities of making the rest of us aware of of uh, someone had a need, someone had a loss, someone had a, a financial setback, someone needs help. God is will provide a servant who will Oversee those things. A servant to assist with the logistical needs of the church. And those things are many. Whether it's renting a building or preparing to build one. Or trying to buy one. Making sure the facility is prepared for worship. When, we, when the church gathers. Planning f- for special church events. A lot of those things fall in the lap of a deacon. Organizing work days, work projects, helping others in need. Or organizing cam projects, deacons, servants. heading those kind of things up, the logistical needs of the church. You know, the Lord, in providing a servant, may provide one that may meet some of the emotional needs of the church. You know, there's some places where uh, the responsibility of an elder and a deacon overlap. That's just, the way it is, uh, and it should, and we should give each other place for that, especially when I think of the emotional needs. Uh, you know, sometimes people just need someone to talk to, need someone to process something in life with. They need someone to help them through a difficult event or experience in their lives. Or maybe they're facing a sickness, or there's been injuries, and, or a death of a loved one. Just many things that come up in life that people need to process and work through. Sometimes people just need a shoulder to lean on a deacon. The Lord is providing you an assistant in many of those things. I think there's a saying that goes something like this. I'm not sure I have it totally right, but you'll get the idea. They need a Jesus with skin. Sometimes, I think there was a little boy that may have said that once, and it's kind of become a saying. <clears throat> so, God is, is blessing you as a congregation today with a, another servant to the church. The growing needs in a growing congregation. Congregation. God is providing you with another servant. But I would also like to remind you that uh, there are also opportunities for you you know we talked about some of the things that your servants will do for you there will also you will also have opportunity to serve i'd like you to maybe turn to this scripture in second timothy 1 2 Timothy 1, verse 16 to 18. The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day, And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. So here, uh, as I was looking at this scripture, my first impression was that of a a deacon. Uh, And I thought, wow, here's an example of a deacon. Then I thought a little further You know, here's the Apostle Paul. Do you know of any spiritual giant that you would put above the Apostle Paul? Doesn't seem like we have any. But what's happening here? Onesiphorus is ministering to Paul. That spiritual giant who ministered to multitudes in many cities, in all sorts of adverse conditions. And here's Onesiphorus ministering to him. And went out of his way to do it. Searched for him, found him. Uh, You know, your servants, there will be times that they would benefit from you ministering to them. There will be times where they're going to be in situations that they might just feel pretty needy. And maybe you have the opportunity to encourage them, to minister to them at that point. Like Onesiphorus. Maybe they need a shoulder to lean on. Maybe they need a listening ear. Maybe they need an encouraging word. Watch for those opportunities. There will be some. There will be some. Be that Onesiphorus, and be that person who gives that encouraging word, gives that shoulder to lean on, gives that uh, offers that prayer. <clears throat> So you also, you will have opportunity. And I know, I know you'll have opportunity beyond that. Um, I do want to encourage us all that, you know, a brother will be chosen. A brother will be given an office. But keep on doing what you've been doing. Keep on growing in the graces that... Are in your life. Keep on serving. Others. Keep on growing in that. You know the. The kingdom of Christ. The principles of the kingdom are that if we. Lose our lives we find it. If we give away, it comes back to us. If we try to retain everything to ourselves, we lose it. And that's just the principle of the kingdom. And any one of us can, uh, or all of us, will live in the reality of that principle. As we serve, as we give, as we pour out, it comes back to us. It, as we try to retain as we try to uh, be selfish with our lives and, and uh, we'll discover that it slips away. So I do want to encourage us to uh, keep on, keep on doing what you've been doing. <clears throat> keep on serving. Keep on looking for opportunities. Alright, the last point I would like to uh, just give a little bit of attention to here this morning. And that is simply that the lot parts between the mighty. And there's a proverb, Proverbs eighteen eighteen says this. The lot causeth contentions to cease and parteth between the mighty. You know, today... Today we recognize that we have two qualified brothers before us. The casting of the lot is not to determine which of these brothers qualifies. We recognize that both of these brethren, as this scripture says, it uses the word mighty, uh, we use the word qualified. The lot Parteth between the qualified. I think we all know that these two brothers bring very different gifts to the table. If we know them at all, we know their personalities are very different. um, And their giftings are probably different. But we trust God to know what we need as a church as a leadership team, that he will provide for us the gifting and uh, person that we need. That's, That's our prayer. Both of these brothers could have, you know, we could have ordained both of them. But we determined ahead of time that if we get into this kind of a situation, that we felt the need is at this time for the congregation is for one brother, and that we would use this process to determine uh, which brother the Lord is calling. <clears throat> and so we we do look to the Lord for his continued guidance, and uh, we We trust him to yeah, like I said, put uh, provide for us that 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 which we need. <clears throat> so I think we will uh proceed with the casting of the lot if I could have uh Michael and uh, your wife and Bobby and your wife come. And sit in the front row here on the lady's side. Um, Brother Earl, would you assist bringing this table over? Okay, so what we would do, I want to be clear, um, so I have a small piece of paper, and it, uh, it says this, brother, and it has a blank, you have been chosen to the office of deacon for Oasis Christian Fellowship. I will put that in one of these books, these song books. Brother Earl, Brother Dave, and Brother Simon will take the books back into the kitchen and uh, just shuffle them, just pass them among themselves repeatedly. They will bring them back. Brother Dave will bring them back and lay them out here. And... uh, side by side brother bobby being the oldest in the in the uh, grouping here will choose his book first and then brother michael and i will open brother bobby's book first and if uh the lot is not found in brother bobby's book i will continue to brother michael's book if brother if the lot is found in brother uh Bobby's book, I won't open Brother Michael's book. If you could, you all may stay seated, but if the congregation would rise, let's have a brief prayer. Heavenly Father, again, we quiet our hearts before you and just commit this process to you. We are trusting you we are casting this matter upon you and asking you to bring uh to our ministry team here at Oasis Christian Fellowship the brother who you see uh, you have chosen you have prepared you have fitted for this work and so father bless bless us in this in this uh time in this process and uh Pray a blessing of your peace, your grace, and your mercy upon our hearts. We thank you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. And Brother Lindell, if you could be prepared with at least one song to be sung while the uh, brothers uh, shuffle the books.